Hello, and welcome to the Thinking Jew Podcast, where we dive deep into Torah and Judaism to uncover its hidden beauty. Come join us as we take a closer look and breathe new life into traditional Jewish ideas. And now, here's your host, Rabbi Moshe Siegel. Hello, and welcome to episode 77. The Nazarite, or in Hebrew, Nazir, is a unique individual who separates him or herself from certain physical pleasures to focus on their spiritual growth. And although it might seem like the discussion of the Nazarite is not so relevant in modern times, the underlying approach to holiness that results from analyzing this section of the Torah is as relevant today as ever. So let's dive into the Nazir. The Torah describes the unique reality of the Nazir in Numbers chapter 6. Any man or woman who accepts upon themselves to be a Nazir is prohibited from drinking wine or eating any grapes or grape byproducts. They're also prohibited from cutting their hair as well as from becoming ritually impure through contact with a corpse. One becomes a Nazir by accepting it upon themselves and they can self-determine the amount of time they'd like to be a Nazir for. If they do not establish a time, the default is 30 days. Upon the completion of that time, the Torah describes the service for ending the Nazir status and returning to normal life through certain sacrifices, as well as cutting your hair and drinking wine. The commentaries explain that the basic message of the Nazir and the three prohibitions that he or she accepts upon themselves is that the Nazir is distancing him or herself from physicality and focusing exclusively on their spiritual growth. Now, a very interesting question that arises in the commentaries is, is it good to become a Nazir or not? Obviously, God didn't mandate becoming a Nazir. It's not a mitzvah to be a Nazir. It's a personal decision. So how do we view this? You might think, well, what's bad about it? Lower your connection to physicality, increase your spiritual awareness. It sounds great. But if you recall what we learned in episode 25, we discussed the concept of Jewish holiness and how Judaism generally does not ascribe to an ascetic lifestyle with no physical enjoyment. Classic Jewish thought believes in enjoying this world and elevating the physicality, not ignoring or running away from it. So where does that put the Nazir? So like always, let's begin with the text. If you look at the verses, they also seem to convey somewhat of a mixed message regarding this question. In chapter 6, verse 8, the verse states that all the days of his being a Nazir, the Nazir is consecrated as holy to God, which seems to imply that it's a very positive thing to become a Nazir. However, when we analyze the service at the conclusion of the Nazir period, the Torah commands him to bring one peace offering and one sin offering. And bringing a sin offering clearly implies that he did something wrong. But what was that exactly? What's going on? What did he do wrong? Is his asceticism good? Or bad. So before we answer this, I want to point out that even beyond the text of the Torah, we find the same duality in the legal Jewish writing as well. If you look at Maimonides' great code of Jewish law called Mishnah Torah, the very last law in the laws of Nazir, he writes, The one who accepts upon him or herself to be a Nazir for the purpose of holiness to connect to God, they are called holy and they are similar to the prophets. That sounds like quite the praise. However, if you look in that very same work, Rambam has a section called Hilchos Deos, which translates roughly to the laws of human disposition. And he discusses there the proper mindsets to have and some general Jewish approaches to life. 
In the beginning of chapter 3, he discusses how certain negative character traits are very bad. And one might think, since these things are so bad, I should run to all extremes to avoid ever falling prey to one of these negative traits. Perhaps I should go to the extreme of asceticism and completely distance myself from physical pleasures to not get too caught up in these passions that might try to draw me in. And Maimonides writes on this, quote, And this is a bad path, and one that is prohibited to walk on. One who walks this path is called a sinner, like we find in the Torah that the Torah calls a Nazir who distances him or herself from physical pleasures a sinner. So clearly here, Maimonides is understanding the concept of being a Nazir in a negative sense, leaving this world, running away from physicality, and becoming just hyper-spiritual sounds like a bad thing. So again, how do we resolve this dichotomy of the Nazir being both special and holy to God, while at the same time seemingly doing some sin and something wrong? So I found an amazing approach to this question by Rabbi Moshe Israelis, who in addition to writing the Ashkenazi section of the Code of Jewish Law, he also wrote a few other great works. One of them is called Torah Ha'ola, in which he provides a deeper Kabbalistic look at the sacrifices that went on in the temple. And in section 71, he writes at length about this duality of the Nazir and provides a beautiful explanation that I think can also provide us with a practical self-help tool as well. He explains that the Nazir's status is a means to a goal, but not a goal in and of itself. One is generally not meant to live their life as a Nazir. Rather, uh, being a Nazir is a tool that one can tap into for self-improvement. He explains, in general in life, the middle path of balance is the way to go, what Maimonides calls the golden mean. However, sometimes when we're struggling with a specific issue, we need to go to the extreme to combat it. But it's always with the intent of reestablishing ourselves in a healthy, balanced place back in the middle at the end. So say, for example, you find yourself getting too absorbed in physicality in your looks, going out drinking with your friends. In ancient times, one can take the extreme measure of becoming a Nazir, completely separating himself from that lifestyle with the intent that after he takes this period of detox, he can now reestablish his relationship with physicality in a healthier way. So Rabbi Israelis explains that both concepts are really true. The inherent status of a Nazir in that moment, if we would view it as an end, is really a sinful state. It's not really a Jewish concept at all to live such an ascetic lifestyle. And this is why Maimonides writes, the one who lives in the extreme of asceticism is walking down a bad path. However, if he uses this time period as a tool to separate himself from physicality with the intent to reestablish himself in a more permanent, healthy relationship with God, then he's praised for his holiness and compared to a prophet as well. I'll add here with two amazing inferences from the verses that really support this idea. The first is from the great Hasidic master, the Avne Nazar, the Rebbe from Sachachav. He asks that if you look in the very last verse describing the service of the completion of the Nazir period, the last action mentioned is that after his offerings, he drinks a cup of wine. And the words of the verse are, the achar yishta hanazir yayin, which means, and after that, the Nazir shall drink wine. And the Avrenazer asks an amazing question. He says, why does the Torah call him a Nazir here? 
Why does it say after these sacrifices the Nazar drinks wine? He's no longer a Nazir. He's drinking wine right now, which is actually prohibited by the laws of Nazir. So listen to this amazing answer that the Avne Nazar says. He says that now that he's completed his days of being a Nazir, he reestablishes his connection with wine. He's a changed person. And although he's no longer practically bound by the rules of Nazir, but now is when he actualizes the entire message and fulfills the purpose of what being a Nazir was. So specifically here, the Torah calls him a Nazir. Rabbi Isserlis also points out another amazing inference in the verse. He says that the verse states that all of the days of his Nazir status, he will be holy to God. And seemingly it should have said, he is holy to God. During the days of being a Nazir, he is holy to God. But it doesn't say that. It says he will be holy to God in the future tense. So but Isserlis explains along the same lines. He says that the primary holiness attained by the Nazir comes after he completes his Naziris. When he reestablishes that balanced approach between physicality and spirituality, that's when he really actualizes the purpose of becoming a Nazir. And therefore, the verse says that all the days of his Nazir, he shall be in the future going forward even after he completes the actual days of being a Nazir. That's when he starts living a truly holy life of living back within the physical world, but reestablished in a way that elevates it. I think this is really an amazing approach and one we can use practically in our own lives as well. Let's say, for example, you're struggling with focusing on technology too much, always on your phone or tablet, perhaps even ignoring your children or spouse. When we tell ourselves, oh, we're just going to be better at it, we'll just stop looking so much, it often doesn't work. But let's say we would temporarily go to an extreme. Let's say we would tell ourselves, I'm not going to look at my phone after 8 p.m. for a week or for two weeks. Then when that time period is completed and we're removed from the intensity of our previous struggle, we're able to reestablish the middle ground of using technology in a productive way that doesn't cripple us, but rather enhances our lives. I'll end with giving us all a blessing that we should find that balance in life to enjoy this world, but always use it as a means of connecting to God as well. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Until next time, have an amazing week. Thank you for listening to the Thinking Jew podcast and for taking the time to study Torah and deepen your connection to Judaism. If you found value in today's episode, please leave us a rating or review and subscribe to the podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or topic requests for Rabbi Moshe, please email the Thinking Jew podcast at gmail.com or visit thethinkingjew.com.